Welcome everybody to the B&B Unplugging Central Coast Rugby Podcast. Each week, Berner and Barthy will cover a range of topics and bring you the latest news from the Central Coast Rugby Competition. Good chat, good footy, good fun. Take it away, boys. Well, thanks for that, Tomo. It's great to be back. Welcome everybody to the fifth instalment for the pre-season. It's our second last episode before we... Uh, well, actually, it's our last episode because next next episode we'll be pre- we're previewing the season. Round so, uh, Berner, how was your week, mate? My week was good. Uh, weekend was good. Uh, nice and dry this weekend, which was a, a bit of a plus considering the weekend that we had before. Yeah. Um, how was yours? You got away up north? Yeah, just went up to, to check check on some water damage. And uh, But before we talk about that, what have we got coming up on this week's episode, Berner? Uh, we're going to have a... Well, the ref got a new sponsor, so doing a, ta- a touch on that. Looks nice. Jerseys look very nice. Mate, the jerseys look outstanding. I want to become a referee just so I can get the jersey. Uh, we're going to cover off um, some exciting news that com- has come out of Hornsby uh, for this week, and um, we're going to talk a little bit about the Golden Schooner and um, any hey. other bits and bobs, on, bits and bobs on the way. Yeah, try and chat about a few clubs, get someone from uh, someone on the line, and we'll see how some other clubs are travelling. Eh? All right, let's get into it. Mate, I'm going to start this week's episode, Bernard, with great news coming out of the south from the Hornsby Rugby Club, and. Uh, my rugby was first played down in Hornsby sort of well over 100 years ago. And uh, some... Ex- they've been going that long. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, some really exciting news that's just come out of there. Uh, Katie Pierce, a member of our uh, women's B&B 15 from last season, a uh, great footballer. She's just been invited the first woman captain of the club first, so she's the club captain. That's phenomenal. And... Uh, my big ups for, for Katie and the Hornsby Rugby Club. A massive honour. I think it's quite inspiring uh, to see her in that role and, and uh, I think it's a really good sign of the times and, and congratulations to everyone involved and uh, go well, Katie. And that's huge. To, to be club captain, I mean, you've got to have people around you that are obviously voting for you and have trust in you to deal with anything and, yeah. you know, you are the face of their club. So to have, you know, all the boys and all the girls that are getting around her to push that forward, that's, that's a huge honour. Massive congratulations, Katie. Really well done. Unfortunately, listeners, uh, she's a bit under the weather and, and uh, we can't get her on for a chat, but we'll certainly get her on the next couple of weeks, maybe after a first match and, and a first uh, doing her first official duties as club captain after a, after a game. Can you imagine her? She's got to do the speeches at the Hornsby <laughs> after the game. That'd be brilliant. Good stuff. Congratulations, Katie, and everyone involved at the Hornsby Rugby Club. Well done. Well, while we're talking about massive honours and... Uh, Covering off Katie and, and the Hornsby Rugby Club, Bernie, you've got some uh, you've got some other awards and, and honours that have been received by some Central Coast rugby community people. Yeah, so the Central Coast Sports Awards were uh, recently held, and what was pleasing to see was to see so many people from the Central Coast or from Central Coast rugby nominated for it. Yep. Um, there was, I think, six or seven nominations from Terrigal, um, several from the Lakes as well. I think there's a couple from Carrion. Yeah, um, which was really good to see, and. Uh, and congratulations to Terrigal because that they actually took out the organisation of the year. Yeah, well done, well done, Terrigal. Um, and there's a lot of the hard work, obviously, that goes into that. But up against pretty you know, stiff competition, Lakes were there as well. Even Central Coast Rugby Union were there. <laughs> so they've taken out the, the the founding fathers of the Central Coast Rugby Comp. Um, and think about what Larry and everyone did last year to even yeah. get the season, you know, on track. So, um, mate, how good is it getting three rugby um, rugby focused organisations uh, up for? A, 
for nomination. It's brilliant. Yeah, well, all three of them, you know, thoroughly deserved it. Even, you know, Lakes with what they've done to turn Mate, you know, that area yeah, around. Huge. Big ups. And, and we see there too that um, Scotty Moroney, the, the, the mayor of Budgie Oil, the mayor for, of... Uh, <laughs> uh, for king of the, the North. The King of the North. Uh, he is nominated for... Uh, volunteer of the year, and I won a bloody recount because he was unlucky. But uh, yeah, it's uh, a wonderful honour for Scotty Moroney uh, from up at the lakes. Also, uh, Peter Comba from uh, Coomba, sorry, from Terrigal, uh, and Steve McGrath from Carrion. They were all voted uh, as nominees for Volunteers of the Year. So uh, congratulations to those guys. I'm not sure who took it out, but um, certainly those three rugby community uh, people were involved. So uh, well done to those guys. Yeah, and I think um, I also saw. I just want to make mention. Um, just Touching on Terrigal as well. I think I saw on Facebook somewhere through the um, the SES on their Facebook page, um, I saw that the Colts from Terrigal were actually helping out with the flood efforts. I think there were some things in Chittaway that were um, – some properties in Chittaway that were underwater and the Colts from Terrigal, they're filling up sandbags and yeah. to help out the properties. I think that's a that's massive ups and that comes from a good culture within your organisation. Yeah, um, so that's you know good that they've got that from a Colts level but also you know winning the award at the top and getting recognised amongst the community is huge. Yeah, and it, it, uh, they've been really big on that. Uh, Adam Rose, who's who's involved with uh, with the Colts, uh, he's really big about getting the the players to sort of put into the community and their local community, and and that's exactly what the Colts have been doing. They've, they've been cleaning up around the streets and and uh, just basically just generally lending a hand to the community, and and that sandbag work was uh, awesome as well. Well, congratulations to everyone that was nominated, and congratulations to Terrigal for taking out organisation of the year. All right, Barthy, who's on the phone? Mate, not just anyone on the phone. I've gone straight to the top. I've got the head honcho, the boss man, president of the Central Coast Referees, Tony Rudd. Ruddy, thanks for joining us on the podcast, mate. How are you going? That's a pleasure, Barthy. Yeah, going well. Thank you. So, mate, we've got you on. We saw through your socials that uh, some exciting news for the, uh, the Coast Refs, that uh, you've got a major sponsor on board in Metricon. And uh, I've got to tell you, listeners, if you don't follow the Coast Refs on Instagram... Jump on and do it because that jersey is downright sexy. I don't know it's how the content are plenty as well. I, I don't content the, everywhere. I don't know how the players are going to concentrate <laughs> on uh, on playing the game, mate. Uh, so <laughs> how how did the sponsorship come about? Uh, through a contact of Tony Fury. Uh, really, we we tried to to get them on board as a, a major sponsor last year, uh, but it, for a varying reasons it, it didn't come off the way we wanted it to, um, and. They've got a, a new um, marketing manager there this year and we contacted them again and they were quite happy to, to look through our proposal. Yeah. And um, luckily enough, this year it's come off. Fantastic. And really happy to have them on board and, and obviously it's going to help us big time yeah, good um, stuff. With, with the sponsorship that's available. So how are numbers looking uh, this year with, with refs? You, you, you kept a lot of boys and girls from last year and you're getting a few more numbers hopefully? Yeah, we have. Um, we're, we're actually down a little bit on on numbers from the previous year, from, from um, the pre-COVID years. Yeah. Um, we've got, actually, the, the, the number that we've got registered this year is 36. Um, but looking through that, a number of those are, are people like myself that are no longer active referees. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in, in looking at our active referees, probably up around the, between 25 and 30, yeah, okay. um, picked up a couple of former referees that are, are coming back into the fold. Chris Wellington being one of those. Yep. Yeah, really okay. happy to have, really happy to have Chris back. Um, still working on a, a few others. We've 
we've appointed this year a, a referee development officer. Yeah, good uh, stuff. And Stu Formston, who's been around a number of clubs and refereed with us previously. Stu Formston's taken on the role of referee development officer. Yeah, good. And he's currently going through our former membership and making phone calls and trying to, to encourage some of those former referees to come back. So making some late-night phone calls, knocking on some doors late at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which Stu's well-known for, apparently. <laughs> now, uh, mate, what we might do, Tony, is uh, we might uh, check in in a, in a few weeks' time and uh, see when you're offering sort of referees programs or courses or, or uh, anything that people can register. Um, just yeah, by yeah. question without without notice, do you, do you, uh, have you got any coming up soon that you know the dates of? Um. Yes, there's one on the, I think it's the 6th of April, yeah. which now um, in the past it's been the, the level one slash foundation course. Yeah. Um, now Rugby Australia have changed all that last year during COVID. Yeah. It's now called the Referee Ready course and it's an online, about a two-hour online course uh, which is the precursor to the level one. So if, if anybody's interested in doing a referee course, get on to Rugby Explorer, go to the Learning Centre and register for the referee ready. And once you've done that online course, it's just a matter of contacting us, doing a, an on-field assessment, what used to be called the field test. And as soon as you've met the requirements of that online on-field assessment, you're qualified as a level one referee. Yeah, good stuff. So we've got um, a few of our younger members and a few um, student referees that um, had previously been um, referee kids rugby qualified, the the under 11s, under 12s and down. Um, They've already done that um, referee ready course this year and they're just waiting for games to start to do their on-field assessment. So... Anybody's interested, they can do that referee ready course and contact us, and we're certainly happy to send people out to do the on-field assessment. Yeah, good stuff. So, uh, yeah, anyone half interested? It's a great, great initiative to get involved in. We can't play refs. Yeah, we can't play the game without them, and uh, a a vital part of the the rugby community. So, uh, Ruddy, mate, thanks for joining us on the podcast. It's it's great to have you on for a chat. A pleasure. All right, mate, you take it easy, and I'll, I'll catch you on a Saturday. Okay, thank you. Good on you, Cheers, mate. Bye. All the best. Barthy, I'm just thinking. Yeah. Um, mate, Scotty Edmonds. Mate. In that jersey. I'm just what? sort of, I'm looking, listeners, I, I, it might even be the tile for this week's thing. It might have to be the tile. This jersey, if I can explain it to you, it's pretty much like you fuse um, the Crusaders, the Chiefs, and the Hurricanes jersey into one. Um, very... New Zealand Super Rugby, very sexy. Oh, I yeah. just think Scott Edmonds. I just I saw his flag work, and you know how mm. I suppose how you know the the whip of the flag and how fast he gets that um, that flag up. I just imagine him just running down the sideline and just it you know less wind resistance with this sort of jersey. It looks like, mate. I can tell you right now, if I was playing still, I'd be hugging the sideline. You know what I'm saying, Werner? I know exactly what you're saying. And you well, couldn't blame you either. Nah. If you see, when you see this jersey, jersey and you can imagine someone like Scott Edmonds 
in the jersey. Now, Scott's asked him last year to give us a, give him a shout-out, and don't worry, he's getting it. There's your shout-out, mate. <laughs> I can't wait to see you in this. Even look at the photo. Look at the shoulders on the whole thing, the biceps yeah. on it. Are, it, might have, it may have been modelled off him. Well, it has to be. I, I can't imagine any other referee who it is modelled off. Yeah. There's even abs I can see at the front of it. Well done, Scott. <laughs> All right, well, Barthy, we just had someone on the phone, and now we've got a very special guest. The first time ever somebody has joined us in the B&B studios. Uh, about to play his 250th game for the Gosford Red Devils, Josh McGlynn. Josh, welcome to the podcast. Hey, boys. Good to be here. I'll tell you what, you must be, uh, you must be juicing the sponsors, because yeah. have a look at this joint. It's beautiful, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, doing very well. Great view. Yeah. Uh, mate, how's Gosford looking this year? Mate, um... It's a bit up and down, you know, it's got some good things, got some not so good things. It's just like the start of the season with a lot of clubs, you know, struggling in certain areas. Players turning up to training being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the major one. But um, yeah, you know, we're looking. Well, I guess, mate, I'll just, the entire rugby community wants to know, mate, are you going to be fielding a first grade side this year? <laughs> or for round one anyway? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to put my life on it, but I'm pretty <laughs> bloody confident we will be fielding a first grade and a second grade. Well, I think uh, so. Carl Carl Verfs, the um, he's in president of Gosford, and um, I was just talking to him on the phone, and, and he's um, he's hasn't officially done this, so you might be getting the inside scoop for the listeners here. Here we but, go. Uh, <laughs> he'll be fielding a, a first and second grade because that's what we want to have. Absolutely. Even if we struggle, we'd rather weather the storm and. Get through it, you know. Well, that's the attitude you got to have, and and, and big ups to for everyone at the uh, Gosford Red Devils for for showing some backbone and and, and working to fill fulfil those commitments. So uh, I think it's a great move for the club, and and gives uh, your younger players something to aspire to. So I think it's a great move. Well, that's right. Yeah, thanks, Barthy. How's um how are you looking for a women's team? Because I know you're pretty close on getting one. Mate, we're looking good in the um, 13s, 15s and 17s. We've got two, well, we've got three strong, um, you know, women's teams there or girls' teams there. We're on the fence in the opens. Um, we're sort of, a, little, a lot of the girls that we're going to play have, um, they have Oztag or they, they play Oztag yeah. and their carnival got washed out. So rather than, um, you know, rather than cancel it, they've postponed it to May, so... Unfortunately, a few of the girls have sort of tossing up whether it's worth getting injured and they're a pretty high-quality tag team, so it's not worth getting injured for them. So, mate, a couple of more players would uh, get us over the line if, uh, if anyone's looking for game time. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're around the Gosford area and you want to play rugby or you know anyone, send them down because uh, it'd be great to get a women's side in Gosford because I think that's something that's, um, something that's missing. I think it's... A, uh, it's a part of the competition, Central Coast Rugby competition. It's growing a lot. Mm. Um, you definitely need one in Gosford. Uh, any new players this year? Anyone that's come on board? Well, we had a Colts team last year, um, and we got a few of the boys. Anyone stepping up? Yeah, a few of the boys stepping up from there. Um, look, we we've got a couple of we've got a couple of young faces. We've lost a couple to to rugby league. Um, a few of our good players went to Sydney, unfortunately. Um, some of the Colts that we had. A um, few guys concentrating on work because of last year and you know what it's yeah. like. It's, it's hard, you know, when people are 50-50 in there, you know, <laughs> will be there or, you know, haven't got 100% commitment. It's hard to get a full gauge of yeah. who's going to be playing. But um, And it's hard for new players to come across or even Colts to step up when you don't have that in the club that's happening because well, they're, they're coming into uncertainty, so then they're uncertain as well. You've got to have those ones that those players are they're a lock, basically. So, you know, they know that you're going to be there every week and that's what builds other people around it. 
Well, that's right, and that's that's why you know just talking with the guys who are making the calls there at the moment, they're like, we need to have a first grade because yep. as soon as you drop your first grade, there's not a lot of attraction for, for young people to stick around. You know, so there's not too many joints uh, that have dropped a first grade side, rebuilt, then re-entered the first grade competition. I can't think of any. Bath is the Bath is the man here. There is, <laughs> is there one who? So uh, back in the nineties, so a long time ago. Um, after Carrion won four straight, uh, flogged everyone, uh, basically their, the entire first grade side pretty much retired and um, and they were on the receiving end of uh, quite a fair few floggings and, and they, they, I think it was only 12 months though, I think they, they stepped back, they, they certainly withdrew from the first grade competition and fielded the second and third grade for only only 12 months and then they, they, they re-entered the competition as they should have. They should never have left in the first place but but anyway, they, they, they did but uh, it was a very long time ago. Would, would you consider last year for us dropping out and rebuilding? Definitely, yeah. definitely. That one week. <laughs> Jeez, but, we turned it around. Yeah. <laughs> I think, and, and to be honest, it was that week for you guys that probably cost yourselves a spot in the finals as well. Yeah, well, look, we're not going to think back to that, are we? <laughs> <laughs> could have, could have. But, no, I, but I, look, that, yeah. that's the situation we don't want to be in again. Well, it is hard. Like you, you can imagine yourself, you're a, an aspiring player and your club doesn't have a first grade side. Mm. And it, it only takes a call from another coach to say, okay, would well, you want to come and play first grade? And that's, you're going to go, if you want to actually chase and you want to play first grade, you'll go to another club because you're going to travel 10 minutes somewhere else to play. Absolutely, mate. And, that, and you know, that's what we were looking at last year when people were saying, you know, found out we weren't having a first grade. It was like, well, start looking elsewhere. That's why a few of us were pretty quick to jump on board with, let's get a first grade again. Yeah, well, you, you just don't want to lose it. You can't. You can't lose it. Yeah. Um, mate, where are you up to with your rugby career? You getting on a bit now? <laughs> I'm definitely getting on. <laughs> um, mate, yeah, look, I, um, I wanted to sort of ease my way out this year or last year <laughs> even, but uh, look, I think every club goes through ips and flows and sometimes you just got to rely on people to to give a little bit extra at the end of their careers. Carlos has been doing it for 15 years, the poor bastard. Mate, if get Carlos, passed the torch down to you. <laughs> I can, mate, I can only imagine how many text messages and phone calls that place getting. <laughs> mate, give us one more. Yeah. Just one more year, yeah. you're still fit. I actually think mostly sad of yeah. him. <laughs> what about just a flanker? <laughs> No, nah, no, nah, yeah, look, I, I would have liked to have um, eased my way out, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be strapping the boots on again for a few more games. I am going to be missing a few this year. I'm actually, believe it or not, boys, I'm training for a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I was pissed the other night with a, a few mates and um, the ego got ahead of me and uh, when one of the boys signed up, I said, well, if you can do it, I can do it. And uh, So now you're locked into a marathon. Yeah, I'm locked into a marathon. So, so I've, been, the- I've been training for that and that's in a couple of weeks, so... After that, I'll be um, I'll be strapping the boots back on. <laughs> Where's the marathon at? It's in Newcastle. Forty-two k's. Good luck. Mm, yep. Good luck. Good, good, <laughs> luck to, good luck to the joints, mate. <laughs> that's a shit. Okay. That's a shit night out. <laughs> I'll look like an elderly player when my knees are strapped every game. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, thank you very much for coming into the BMA Studios, our first ever guest. And um, good luck for the 2021 season and good luck for the marathon. Thanks, boys. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> All right, well, Barthy, uh, two weeks to go, mate, until one of the greatest things of the Central Coast Rugby competition yeah, starts. And it. it's not even the competition. It's the Golden Schooner. The return of the Golden Schooner. The return of the Golden Schooner. And 
in 2019, there was one team that absolutely dominated. In yep. 2020, there was another team that dominated. Yep. It was the same team. And then in 2021... So they've gone, they gone 12 months. They've gone over 12 months. Bloody hell. They've absolutely killed it. Um, I think they did lose it once in 2019. But the man to ask is Geordie Clark. And Geordie's on the phone with us right now. Geordie, how are you, mate? Good, boys. How are you doing? Doing really well. No, we're going we're going outstandingly well. So you guys have held the golden schoon. I've I've only got uh, golden schooning got brought to my attention last year. You guys have had it for what, over over twelve months? Man, I reckon we've had it for about eighty percent of its life. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So in twenty nineteen, I think I can't remember who started with it in twenty nineteen. Do you remember that? Uh Jake started with it when he made it and Jake I think started in twenty eighteen, I think it was. I don't think he held it for a week. I think he made it on Thursday, lost it on Saturday. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, Warnervale took it off last round. I don't know when we come up against it. The Wildcats. Yeah, that's, that's right. I'm pretty sure round one last year it was Warnervale versus so, Rimba. So, so I'm pretty sure Jake got it. So Jake had, no, who? Now hang on a minute. So, so you paid the Wildcats back by taking their players because they took the yeah. schooner, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> they come on their own court. <laughs> Now, mate, so we're back into it this year. So you had a you had a trial match away on the weekend, is that right? Yeah, yeah, we did that at uh, Muddy. I think the weekend before. Weekend before. Uh, um, obviously, the game would have. Who cares about the game? Uh, what happened with the schooner? Because I did see some footage of it. Yeah, there's, there's word on the street uh, that the the Muddy Wombats uh, they they got the victory, and that might explain. Mate, you watch the footage, there's still a few of them drinking. Well, the footage I've seen, Geordie, is just of, of the Razorbacks, and it, it doesn't show the celebration of the uh, the the Wombats. Can you shed a bit more light on it for us? It was another dominant performance. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's, what's the prediction for 2021? So you've gone through a dominant year last year. Unfortunately, COVID um, has put an asterisk over the whole year for you, regardless of how many people you, you won every single uh, boat race by. Uh, what's yep. the prediction for this year? Or who's Who's going to be the challenge, do you think? Who's the real challenge for you? Um, I always thought, wait, round one, to be honest, they're always quite tough because they make you drink out of cans, <laughs> even though it's the golden schooner. But we got may, them first up. May or so. may not be a tactic. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it's, um, mate, we got the fastest three-man boat race in the, in the country. So, so who's, who's your top three? So you got you can only pick three that you go to because I know you interchange usually a couple. There's usually probably five of you, and, and you sort of pick. Three Depends or on five. the numbers. I think we've got a five or a six to go with, but yeah, so it's three out of it's normally myself, Isaac Harding Davis, and Robbie Peden. And who's who ranks at four? Ooh, that's on a rotation of who's available. You're not driving, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> any, any, <laughs> you need you need depth. I think that's a, that's an important part. Any anyone anyone new to the anyone new to the club who's shown potential? Sure, surely that's part of the part of, surely that's part of the when you sign up. Yeah, when you so sign one up. of our boys. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're Matty recruiting Martin. them off. <laughs> Matty all Martin's coming down. He yeah. can put them back. All the ones that could contest against you, yeah, you've yeah, right. <laughs> Nah, good uh, stuff, Matty mate. Martin can put them away. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, brilliant. All right, well, Jordy, uh, good luck for the year ahead, mate. Hopefully you retain the schooner for the year with uh, no asterisks on it this year. <laughs> mate, there's, it's at the engravers now, and I can tell you there's no asterisks in the last year. <laughs> brilliant. Hey, All right, take it easy, mate. Talk to you later. Uh, thanks, boys. Talk to you soon. Bye.
All right, Barthy, that brings an end to this week. Um, good episode this week, and also we got to got to hear from Ruddy as well, and good to hear that he's in, in good yeah, health. Yeah, he's on the mend. Um, lots of guests on today, which is great. Even had a, a visit into the studios from uh, Josh yeah, McLean. Yeah, uh, the honorary Josh McGlynn. Yeah, the, the great of, of, of Gosford Rugby Club. Uh, yeah, Ruddy, great to see that he's back in full health. Um, Ruddy's the only referee to ever send me the sin bin, you know that? For what? For over-vigorous rucking, mate. Um, back when you were legally allowed to use the slipper to um, help assist free the ball. Um, yeah, so I um, I was using some slipper, as everyone did back in those days. Even but, wingers uh, get involved in that yeah, sort of stuff, I, I was lost. I, I had a, it was another head knock. I didn't know where I was. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, mate, um, yeah, sent to the sin bin, so... It's all right, Tony, after giving you <laughs> 20, 20 years ago. I'm sure he's been very worried about sending a winger off. <laughs> all right, well, on to next week, guys. We'll, uh, we'll do the whole preview of the 2021 competition. We'll see you then.